It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. When it comes to winning games this season, is this Saturday potentially it for the Tigers? Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy War Report Wednesday. We are joined by the War Report's Ike Jones. Appreciate your time as always, my friend. Looking at Saturday's matchup, when Arkansas comes into town, both teams coming off of a bye week. Ike, I'm kind of getting the feeling that if Auburn doesn't take care of business this Saturday, and I think they will, but if they don't, you may not see another win on the schedule. And yes, yes, I'm including Western Kentucky. I just think they've been so close. They've been so close. They've been so close to seeing something. And then coming out of a bye week, it just doesn't go their way. It'd be tough to keep that locker room together, any locker room together under the current circumstances. I don't think that that's an unfair statement. Um, yeah. I think what you're you're gonna find out is uh, quickly have they decided to blow it up and just let's throw a bunch of new bodies out there early. Um, and if it doesn't happen, then after Arkansas, you just kind of have to, right? So I just wonder what they've been working on this past week, um, other than get your mind off of football. If you listen to John Samuel Shanker talk about like he was just like encouraging guys to think about something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely possible that. Guys just start shutting it down. Yeah, and we, we saw that was Zakevius Walker earlier in the week. Um, you got a feeling he's not going to be the last. I would be shocked if he was the last guy oh, yeah. to do that. Um, but is it going to be guys that are like rotational pieces, right? Like we saw Eugene Asante, kind of him asking for that red shirt and, and to be done for the year. And that's a guy that like, all right, Auburn may need a fourth linebacker at some point this season if something happens. But Guys like that, you know, a reserve safety or a reserve corner that possibly could rotate in some over the course of these final few weeks of the season. I mean, a lot of these guys' bodies are hurting. Like, you, you need this depth. And over the course of even the 60 minutes that we've seen, uh, whether it was against, what, Missouri, LSU, Ole Miss, Penn State, I mean, this Auburn team appears to be out of it when it comes down to the final few minutes of each game. And so when you lose depth pieces, which I think it's coming, and I think it's coming to all, all, uh, all college football teams that are out of it, right, uh, over the next few weeks, I think it's just going to kind of be one of the things that the transfer portal does on the sport. But that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the, the bigger deal um, would be on the defensive side because yeah. of what you talked about, the fatigue and the, you know, if the offense can't find a way to, to reinvigorate a run game or at least a short passing game, something that allows the offense to stay on the field more or scores more points. So your defense feels some relief from like not having to get a stop every single time they're on the, on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're going to start to see more attrition on the defensive side of the football. There's a lot of guys who just have not seen the field, right? You already mentioned Eugene Asante. I mean, Craig McDonald, right? You think about him, Marquise Gilbert. Um, uh, I mean, I can just go down the list of guys uh, that, we thought we're going to be contributors this season, yeah. but just have not done anything uh, to, to help bolster what has been a defense that's been in, in fluctuation the entire season. 
Yeah, the Craig McDonald one is surprising because this is a guy that they brought in pretty late in the process. In fact, when Auburn announced that they were bringing in Craig McDonald, everybody was kind of looking at his tape and his stats and like, oh, this guy was still available? Like, this guy's solid. Right. Sounds like he battled some injury issues a little right. bit in the offseason. Um, it appears that he's healthy now, though, and he's just not really cracking that rotation. Yeah, and I think that it's an interesting thing because, you know, um, I don't think Zion Puckett has played particularly great and I think Craig McDonald could be somebody who could spell a Zion Puckett every now and then Maybe, um, yeah. to allow to have more of a box safety guy that doesn't have to be a speed guy. From, you know, But I don't know, man. I, I honestly, it, it's the same thing happened last year with um, Drashawn Miller, right? Like he was this, everybody was so high on him. Oh, he's going to be this great shutdown corner. Never saw the field. Sure. Um, and, and, and that is a chorus that I think people are tired of hearing, right? Is we have these prospects come in from the portal but then yeah. they never materialize to anything on Saturdays and you just you're left wondering why because that question never gets answered yeah you know you're right you're right all right so as far as this Saturday's matchup to me it's all about Auburn's offense versus Arkansas's defense up to this point Arkansas's defense has been very very bad and just talking to some of the offensive players on Auburn's team I think they feel like it's close Ike, and I think we saw glimpses of it against Ole Miss, and Ole Miss's defense isn't good. Arkansas is worse, I believe. And to me, just the feeling of this is, like, if they can't get it going on Saturday, I don't know if it's ever going to happen this year. And I just think that they, you know, they're not saying that in the locker room, but they've got to be thinking it to some extent. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it'd be hard not to think it, right? I don't think that anybody sees Arkansas on your schedule right now and looks at the body of work that they've put together so far this season and, and feel intimidated by that. Their offense, yeah. of course, is always going to be one that can score points if they can get it together. Uh, but but like you said, the defense is really the story for Arkansas. And the unfortunate reality is they're coming off of a bye too, right? So they had an opportunity to go and self-evaluate, get healthy, and all of those things that we're talking about for Auburn. Uh, so they do have the potential to come back in and look like a different football team. But um, you know, listen, you kind of are who you are at this point in the season. It's really about who is able to make the the step up the best after this bye week. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's just a change in quarterback a few weeks into the year really just threw this offensive rhythm off. Maybe it was just never going to be there to begin with. Yeah. Maybe we're all making too many excuses and it's just not a good offensive system. I mean, it, it could be any of those things. It could yeah. be a combination of all of those things, Ike. Um, but just the timing of this one, Arkansas after the bye week, and you got to go to start Afghanistan to take on Mississippi State next week. I hate that matchup. Yeah. I, I don't think there's really much chance Auburn could do to to get a win in Starkville this year. I think it's going to be really, really tough. I just don't think that is a favorable situation for Auburn, all things considered. And so to me, I, I think this is it. I think yeah. this is it. You, you, you win. You find a way to win on Saturday. You compete next weekend, and then I think you got a chance with your other two home games after that. I, I think that has to be the approach. But if you don't get it done on Saturday, uh, it, it may be done. Everything may be done. Yeah, I mean, I, this is as close to a must-win game as Auburn has had all season. Um, you know, I think this was um, the game that 
people had hoped were, was going to take Auburn into some sort of springboard on the back end of the sea. I don't know. I mean, this can't even be a springboard game at this point in time. Right now, you're fighting just to be bowl eligible. Right. Um, and, and there's nothing springboardish about fighting for bowl eligibility if you have a team that comes in uh, with as much pride as this one seemed to have in the offseason and uh, lands itself in this place. If you listen to players talk um, in press conferences, both before and after games, it sounds like, you know, just a, you know, same beat, same uh, melody over and over again. And, you know, and I, I can't re remember, it was either uh, John Samuel Schenker or Derek Hall, who I was listening to said, you know, like, li listen, none of this stuff matters. We got to put it on the field, right? Like we can say it, whatever we want to in these press conferences. And, yeah. and, you know, you can hear us talk about this stuff, but until we put it on the field, none of this stuff matters. And he's 100% correct. Yes. I think the majority of the fan base feels exactly the same way. How do you feel about this Saturday's matchup? You like the Tigers? You like the Hogs? Uh, I mean, I, I still like Auburn in this one just because I feel as if, uh, you know, defense really to me is the the one thing. If, if, and this is the big if, and this is the big boulder hurdle, whatever you want to call it, that has been looming the albatross around the neck. If they can take care of the ball, yeah. you can take care of the football, you have an absolute chance to win this football game because Arkansas's defense has not played well. Uh, the scary thing is Arkansas is really good at running the ball. Auburn is particularly bad at stopping the run. Uh, so they've been good early in games, right? So you got to get out to a fast start and maintain some momentum for the remainder of the game. It can't be one of those. Missouri 14, 17, uh, you know, L Ole Miss, and excuse me, not Ole Miss, but LSU 17 point situations, and then you don't score the rest of the game. Right. You, you got to put some points up early, unlike you did against Ole Miss, but then find a way to get an Ole Miss second half. So you need a, a Missouri first quarter and Ole Miss second half that equals an Auburn win. But yeah, yet to see it this season. Yeah. No, I think if you did that, though, I, I do think they would win. Yeah. So maybe there's then some energy pumped into the program. It's a big recruiting weekend. A bunch of official visits and unofficial visitors will be on campus attending the game. It's a big one. It's a big yeah. one. So wear Navy and and, uh, and support these guys. There's no question about it. You mentioned John Samuel Shanker several times. We will hear from him in just a moment. His thoughts on the bye week, what they worked on, and also what's coming up as far as them prepping for Arkansas. But before that, Ike, a lot of folks are listening and watching this Wednesday morning. What do you guys do every single Wednesday night? Every Wednesday, we are going live. We are live at 7 p.m. Central, and we're just going to talk about the matchup coming into the game. Uh, we're going to preview you know, the offense and defense for both teams and just look at where there are favorable opportunities for Auburn to do some things. We're going to do a lot of sunshine pumping because, listen, we're a fan channel, so we want to talk about the things that positively could happen um, and and then we're going to give a dose of reality and say, hey, listen, just like what we're talking right now, if it doesn't happen, yeah. we're in trouble. Right, right. Ike Jones of The War Report. Be sure to go support those guys over at The War Report. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager on your small business. Auburn fans understand how important a good hire is. You want to be 100% sure that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. LinkedIn Jobs allows that to happen. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the, quali uh, the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Put your job up there on LinkedIn for free. Just go to linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, 
And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, our weekly conversation with Auburn tied in and team captain John Samuel Shanker is always brought to you by the Crawford Willis Group at EXP Realty. All right, John Samuel, the bye week is behind you. Did you treat yourself a little bit? you get a little relaxation in? Yeah, I got to uh, relax a little bit, take some off my body. Um, got to leave town this past weekend, um, head out to the farm and relax, get away from the game a little bit, refresh the mind. Um, as well as the body, uh, which is much needed um, during a season. Uh, we, we thought it came at a good time as well, getting guys healthy and things like that um, to get back and ready to go for these last uh, five games. I've always just, I guess from the fan perspective, I've always thought the later the bye week, the better it was for the team. Is there any value in that? Yeah, I, I agree. I you know, if it was after, like, game eight, I think that would be prime because you got four games left. You can really finish strong. You've really knocked out most of your season by then. Um, but, you know, seven and eight is pretty good. If it's earlier in the year, I don't think that's a big advantage. Uh, I really don't. I think um, it should be at least after game six or seven, um, which is just to get – you have a majority of your season and then you can really let your body relax a little bit because um, this is when your body starts to talk a little bit. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think a layer by week is better um, for the team. So h- how do you balance all of the stuff with the bye week, right? There's the aspect of you got to recover. How much comes into play as far as looking ahead to, to your next opponent? Of course, this year and this week, that, that is Arkansas. And then also, what's the balance of the element of like, all right, let's install new things. All right, this is kind of who we are. Maybe this will play into some of our strengths moving forward on both sides of the ball, obviously, you know, the offensive side more, but the balance of those three things, how, how do they all kind of coalesce during the bye week? Yeah, early in the bye week, it's really about us. So, like you said, like we might install things that we like or we've done in the past that we can tweak and make better. Um, and then towards the end of the bye week is when you really install for Arkansas, just getting ahead really um, because you have an advantage in that area. So, um, it's, it's more about us than it is about the opponent for most of the bye week. Um, and then towards the end of the bye week is when you start to focus in on, on your future opponent, just to get a little, um, jump start for, for the week. Sure. Was there any focus on the offense in regards to who the quarterback is? I mean, it seemed like going into it, um, TJ was the main guy. Now it appears that Robbie's going to be the guy. Moving forward, how much how much of the was a focus on on the quarterback? Uh, I think it's the same. Yeah, I don't think there's super um, focus. Um, really, getting just everybody. I think mentally, they everybody need a break. Um, really, in that room too, just step away and be able to relax. So I think that was good for those guys, um, just to get yeah. away from everything that's been going on and be able to relax. So, um, but it was good last week. Uh, we got some good work in with those guys. So, um, I think they're ready to go this week. When you, you know, take a few days out of town doing whatever you're doing, do you just kind of turn the phone off or do you, are you still engaging with coaches, still engaging with other players? What, what does that look like, John Samuel? Yeah, no, we, we try not to contact each other. Um, it, really in the tight end room, we didn't 
contacted all throughout the week and just step away from the guys and and just kind of be on your own because you know you're with them all the time you love the guys but at the same time you know everybody wants their own space so yeah. uh, we, we stayed distance as much as possible and then once Sunday came around we were back communicating um, getting ready for the week so um, you, you try to step away from everything and just kind of be be on your lonesome self and just kind of catch your thoughts and uh, and recover uh, a lot of a lot of player parents listen to this show, and I got several DMs of like, okay, the bye week's great. It's good to see my kid as they came home, but apparently you guys all like to eat a ton, which which is awesome. It's oh, awesome yeah. that uh, you know, I, I got a message from a parent earlier this week. It's like, man, I'm glad I got to see so-and-so, but man, my fridge is hurting right now. How much did you eat? How many home-cooked meals did you eat over the course of the bye week? Pretty much all of them were home cooked. Uh, you try and stock up on those as much as you can. That's the best time when you when you go home and get those home cooked meals. So yeah, when when we go home, it's it's on for the food. You miss it a lot. Uh, so it was, yeah. yeah, that's a big piece to buy weekend. That's fun. That's fun. How much other football do you watch? Because it's a little weird, right? Because Arkansas is also on a buy, so it's not like you could watch. You know, kind of do some research on your next opponent, but. Uh, still some pretty solid SEC games and just games throughout all of college football. Did you tune into those um, more than you typically could because you obviously didn't have a game this Saturday? Yeah, I tuned in to the Ole Miss game a little bit, uh, really in the middle of the game there for a quarter or so, and that one got out of hand, so I turned it off. And then I watched the uh, A&M South Carolina game that night. I watched mm-hmm. really the end of it. So I didn't catch a ton, which was by design. Um uh, but I, I do enjoy watching. I'm still a fan of the sport, so I, I do enjoy watching good games. Um, also got to see Bo play a little bit. I haven't seen him play much this year, so I wanted to watch him and tune into that. So uh, catch a little bit, um, but at the same time, just kind of get away from it overall and the thought processes of it and the mental grind of all that. I know you and Bo were close. I, I think you still are close. I don't want to misspeak, but how often do you talk to him since he's uh, moved to Oregon? We text every now and then. I text him on Saturday, just wishing him good luck. Um, so, so we do that back and forth throughout the season, um, just keeping contact. Uh, we played for a long time together, so yeah, uh, that bond can't really be broken. But um, yeah, it's good to see him having success. So I'm excited to see what they can do. I mean, they can make a run here if they keep playing well in the Pac-12. So, um, but yeah, we keep contact here and there, just texting back and forth, words of encouragement, and things like that. Yeah, no, he's he's on a nice run right now. So good, uh, good for uh, for Bo Nix, no question about it. All right, I want to get your thoughts, John Samuel, on Arkansas, how you're prepping for them in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. These weekly conversations brought to you by our friends at the Crawford Wills Group at EXP Realty. Whether you're buying or selling your home, or purchasing or selling a second home or an investment property, it's a significant life move, right? Especially in this volatile market, there are a ton a ton of risks, and you don't want to shoulder them by yourself. You want a professional doing it and somebody who is the best in the business and knows the Auburn Opelika, Lee County, East Alabama market as a whole better than anyone, and that is the team at Crawford Willis Group at EXP Realty. My family and I, we have finally moved uh, moved everything over into our new home, and we are finally we have finally sold our previous home and they made it as easy as possible, and they absolutely maximize all of our profits and value as well. So trust these guys. They've got closings happening all the time because they are so good 
at what they do. Head over to CrawfordWillsGroup.com for any real estate needs. And of course, their, uh, their motto is converting clients into friends, and they really, really live by that. So once again, that is CrawfordWillisGroup.com. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at SweatBlock, recording this right after a workout. Kind of need some SweatBlock right now because it's hot. Uh, it's supposed to be cooling off, and it's not. They're lying to us. But check out our friends at SweatBlock, SweatBlock.com. But a lot of folks embarrassed by how much they sweat it's ruining some of their clothes some folks are having to put paper towels under their uh underarms so they don't sweat through and, and ruin their shirts sweat block changed these people's lives if this is something that you struggle with or embarrassed about or just kind of find it annoying sweat block's great it's this wipe you apply it once a week and it lasts for six to seven days you don't have to worry about it again so Head over to sweatblock.com. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's also, also available at Amazon. John Samuel Shanker, Auburn tight end and team captain, joining us today. All right, Arkansas coming to Jordan Hare Stadium just a few days away. When you watch tape on this Arkansas defense, John Samuel, what stands out to you the most? Uh, I think they play with a lot of, they have a high motor. Mm -hmm. um, play very physical, which they always do, especially with Coach Pittman. I think he does really well with those guys in that way and making sure the guys are playing really hard, uh, especially in this conference. Physicality wins football games. So um, they definitely have that. They have a lot of experience. Um, they got um, their linebackers, I think, are really good, um, Bumper Pool and uh, Drew Sanders. So um, we have our hands full. They're a good defense. They're a very solid SEC defense. So. Uh, they do a lot of different things, uh, which can create some confusion. So we got to be ready and, and dial heading into the game. The name itself, Bumper Pool. I mean, that's an incredible name for a linebacker, is it not? Yeah, it's a perfect fit for a linebacker, his name. Uh, he's really good, really experienced good. guy. Um, a lot of knowledge in the game, very savvy. So always a good contest to get to him. Well, you mentioned the high motor of this defense. Arkansas. Um, I believe they still lead the SEC in sacks. They seem like an all-or-nothing type defense. They're either going to get you in the backfield or you know, maybe they'll give up a first down. But with teams like Arkansas that really focus on rushing the passer, does that add anything to the tight end room in regards to maybe they ask you to stay in and block a little bit more or maybe you're a check down target a little bit quicker in the progression? How does that impact you? Yeah, that can vary. Um, I wouldn't say it changes a lot of you know play calling as much. I mean, we've done a pass blocking this this season so far, so that wouldn't be anything new for us. But yeah, yeah, you're definitely aware of it. So you know, whenever you know we're in a certain situation, we know it's pass. You know, maybe chipping out and things like that. Running back and tight ends helping uh, O line when they bring twists and things like that. So we've done that throughout the year, and we'll continue to do that. But yeah, that's a big key, especially when you know that that's their that's their motto is getting to the quarterback. So just being aware of that and understanding, um, you know, what they're trying to get to um, is a big key. Yeah. There's a lot of optimism among the fan base with what they saw uh, on the offensive line. Uh, last game against Ole Miss with, um, with kind of some changes being made up there. How do you think those guys will perform on Saturday? Yeah, I think, um, and that's a testament to our line. And, you know, we have injuries and things like that, but guys are stepping up and playing well, um, which is what you, it's all you can ask for. A guy like Jeremiah Wright um, coming in and playing as a younger guy. So 
Um, exciting stuff um, in that realm. Um, and anytime you can run the football, you give yourself a really good chance to win. So um, we'll be looking to continue that this week. Sure. So Arkansas is a team where, I mean, you guys have, have had their number for, uh, for, for the most part. Even, you know, last year, everybody in the world picked Arkansas to win that game. And you guys, probably y'all's best, most complete game of the season well, it was last week or last year against Arkansas when you went to Fayetteville. Does that factor in at all with how you prepare for these guys as far as like, okay, you know, what we did last year worked, we need to do it again, or is this just two totally different teams, two totally different rosters? Well, I think it gives you confidence if you were in that game last year or played them in the past, um, knowing that you've had success. Um, so when you're preparing, you know that you are very capable of, of playing an Arkansas team and beating them. So um, that, that does play into effect, but I think it's more of a confidence thing because um, each year is different, you're right. So, you know, it's a different environment, different teams um, from last year. So um, you definitely can't take anything for granted. Um, but it does give you a sense of confidence knowing that you have had success in the past. Sure. All right, so we're deep into the season. Um, who in your mind, maybe a younger guy, maybe a sophomore, a freshman or a sophomore, that stepped up as far as being like a leader, a vocal leader, on this team. Uh, could you kind of throw out a name or two for us to kind of, you know, say, okay, maybe this is somebody to watch, be a future captain of this football team. Uh, I think there's a few guys. I'll just speak on the offensive side. I think DeMar sure. Austin um, could be a leader um, in the future captain, just the way he works. He's not a super vocal guy, but he has his head on right. He knows um, what is expected of him and, and how to play and how to practice and do the right things. Um, and then Amari Kelly as well, more of an animated guy. He's louder, um, so that, you know you need that balance as well. So I think he does a lot of good things. Um, they're both really young guys, but um, I think they do some things right. And they enjoy what they do, which is which is awesome to see. Yeah, Amari Kelly. We talked about this a little bit last week, John Samuel, but he's just he's really impressed me. And I mean, he clearly is doing um, good things in practice for him to get reps in the game. I mean, what are you seeing from Amari Kelly in practice? Because um, clearly this coaching staff likes him. Yeah, I, well, he's got elite speed. Um, and something that, that's something you can't teach. And he creates a lot of separation in routes, and he's shined on special teams as well. So um, he's done a lot of good things this fall. Um, he's a high high effort. Um, he's going to give you all his guy. And um, it was, it's good to see him get some playing time because he is a good talent. I mean, he's going to be a good player for Auburn in the future. Um, great hands, and he is a guy that can blow past you. So um, yeah. that, that definitely causes issue for defense. A guy we talked about earlier in the week on the show as we were discussing the freshmen and their redshirt situation. Micah Riley Ducker, he's played in three games so far. Do you think we will see more of the freshman tight end? Seems like a super athletic, super talented kid. Yeah, he is super talented. Um, I would expect so. I um, mean, that's of the coaches on the redshirt and stuff like that, but. Um, I mean, last game we played all five tight ends, and Michael was a part of that. So he got his first real playing time last week. He did a great job. So um, I would expect to see more of that um, in the coming weeks, uh, helping our football team. Um, so, yes, I would. He is a good talent, um, hard worker, physical guy. So um, he is fun to, fun to watch. Kind of put yourself back to when you were a younger player. Do you care about the redshirt situation as a true freshman or maybe a true sophomore or do or you use one on the field as much as possible as, as soon as you can get there? 
I mean, you don't want to just sit out for a year and all that. But looking back, that was probably the best thing for me and my development was that retro year because I could really just focus on myself and and learn how to how to play the game the right way at this yeah. level. Um, so it was a huge year for me, um, development wise. I mean, you know, you don't want it because you come from high school where you're playing and you're the guy, and you come here and you're just sitting and not really doing much. You don't feel relevant, but um, if guys can understand that that is super beneficial for the future if you handle it the right way, um, it can be a really big stepping stone for a lot of guys moving forward. Yeah. Last question, and I'll uh, I'll leave you be, John. Same. I know you're busy. Appreciate your time as always. Uh, your former team, Auburn Baseball, uh, they've got another scrimmage going on this Friday at Plainsman Park. Do you miss it at all? Do you miss uh, swinging the bat at all for uh, for the Tigers? I miss being around the dugout with the guys and and hanging out those long bus trips and things like that. Um, but you know the day to day, not not all the time. Uh, I, I'm glad now to just go to watch games and not really have to think through a game and, and be on that side of the fence. So I just yeah. enjoy watching the game. I still love the game. I just I'm, I'm happy to be where I'm at um, at this point and just enjoy watching. Um, my my friends play and enjoy that sure hey best of luck this weekend brother thank you that's john samuel shanker joining us as he does every week we'll be back tomorrow right here on locked on auburn the ncaa tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.